Uh, now, Rochelle Peterson's son was two weeks old when doctors diagnosed him with an, with oh, now this is this is a toughie <laughs> with a chondroplasia which is a type of dwarfism. Uh, She admits that it took her a while to come to terms with the diagnosis, but what she did, she was disheartened to find few avenues of support out there for families like hers. So she set up Little People of South Africa, a group which offers support, advice and a listening ear. And I caught up with Rochelle earlier to find out more about her family and the group. Okay, Rochelle, welcome. Thanks ever so much for joining me. Um, let me just ask, um, start by asking, uh, how did you become involved with um, the Little People of South Africa, and um, and what's your what's your connection to it? Hi, Sarah Jane, and yeah, thanks for the opportunity this evening. Well, I'm a, I'm actually a mom of a 17 year old boy, and he has achondroplasia, or as we call it, dwarfism. So that's actually where my involvement with um, little people started. And um, because I felt a little bit isolated and the only support that we could, I could really find at that time was on the internet through um, LPA. And um, I felt the need to uh, reach out to other parents and, and to find that support. So um, basically, that is what happened with um, LPSA. I then contacted a few other people and also who have children with dwarfism, either one or two children. And actually, I met these uh, parents at Red Cross Hospital at the genetics department here in Cape Town. And um, actually, that's where it all started, yeah. Basically, just meeting each other maybe once or twice a year when our children have the regular checkups at the genetic clinic. And then from there, I, I started contacting them and asking them if, we, if they were interested to that we start a support group for parents who have children with achondroplasia and also for the children as well. Rochelle, can you explain for those of us that don't know, what exactly is achondroplasia? Well, achondroplasia is a form of dwarfism. Dwarfism, there's about 200 plus forms of dwarfism. And our kids, or actually my kids, and most of the children in our group have achondroplasia. It is a skeletal dysplasia. So it's um, the most of the, the bigger limbs. There's a shortening of the bigger limbs. So they, the, the bones actually grow slower than our bones. So uh, that's basically what achondroplasia is. Okay. And what... Uh, in terms of in terms of height, um, and I, I hope I'm not being too <laughs> too sort of crass in putting that. But but in terms of height, what what's what sort of what average type of height would somebody with achondroplasia um, reach as um, when they when they're fully you know they've gone through puberty and, and they're now an adult? Well, um, from our reports, what we've read on LPA, that was our main source of information at that time, and even now. It's about 1.5 metres in our height. Mm, mm, okay. Uh, tell me a little bit about, you said it's your son that has, has a, chond- a, a chondroplasia. Um, d- was this something that you knew um, when he was in fetu or was, were you, um, when, when he was born, this was something that the doctors discovered? Oh, no, I didn't know, actually. And my gynae wasn't even aware and... Although we had regular scans for at the checkups, he did notice something different, the six-month scan. But we thought, okay, fine, maybe 
not anything to worry about. So it was actually at birth when I had an emergency cesarean section that we discovered that his head was too big for, for me to give normal birth. And then we've, I've had to have a caesar. And after the, the it was actually, conf- his condition was confirmed after two weeks only. Because the pediatrician checked him out and said that there might be some, some, uh, they didn't mention the, the name, but there might be something wrong, as they said. And uh, but they can only confirm it after I come back in about two weeks' time for the test. So yeah, it was quite a, a huge shock for me because I thought I was um, giving birth to a, as we would call it in our terms, a normal child, but. Uh, Joshua is normal in his condition as it is, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and so what was your reaction when you found out? And when, what what did you, did you have any preconceived ideas about what that might mean, um, about what his, um, his abilities might be, what, what it then meant for you as a family? Yeah, well, I was devastated, obviously, because, well, you have this idea as a, as an expecting mom that your child will look like this and that. And so when I saw Joshua, and usually it's the protruding head and um, the star finger shape of, of their hands that um, sets them apart immediately. So I was in shock. I was in denial also for a long time. And I thought, well, there wasn't any hope because we didn't have any information or any support groups at in Cape Town at that time. I felt very uh, hopeless that mm. there wasn't going to be a future for my child. You know, what was, is he going to be um, accepted by the people? Is he going to be made fun of? That type of thing. And I thought he wasn't going to live very long. You know, in my ignorant mind mm. or state at that time. And it, it was actually a challenging journey because I needed to bond with him also. So accepting him and loving him, but also... Um, going through that mourning phase, you know, that, that where you, you're angry, why is he born like this, why is he different, why are the people staring at his big head and why are the children making fun? Mm. And then, um, you know, those different stages of mourning that you go through, I went through all of those. And actually just mourning for the child that I thought he was going to be yeah. and then... And then coming to terms with it and, and accepting. And I actually just accepted his condition when I completed a counseling course through Saida, one of the people from Joburg. I think it's a South African Emeritus Disease Association. They offered a counseling course for parents who have children with a, a difference. Mm. We wouldn't call it a disability at that time. And that is actually where I found my healing because then I could hear how other people felt and I could identify with them. And we could come, I could come to terms at least with this is what, who Joshua is now and this is how I'm going to have to change with regards to my lifestyle and possibly speaking to my, my uh, family and my close friends. And my acquaintances that this is who Joshua is and he's going, his bones are going to grow slow. His milestones are going to be different than any other child or than, than my eldest son who is every child. So I needed then to change my expectations of Joshua and also my perceptions.
Once you'd come to terms with it and you were speaking about that being a process for you, what was it then like dealing with other people and what were other people's responses, um, not just family members, but, but your community, society, um, with t- towards Joshua? I mean, ha- has, he, has he suffered at the hands of, of, of bullies or, um, you know, inconsiderate people who make Ill, you know, ill-conceived comments. What? How has it been? Well, it's been it's been a rocky ride. Firstly, um, you you feel uncomfortable when people or children tend to stare and and they ask you how old is the child, or you know they make funny comments. Or some people loved him, adored him, and actually spoiled him rotten. Which mm-hmm. I think maybe it's fitting, but it's because they overcompensated and was probably felt pity for him. Mm. And that I didn't like. And then we, then there's the, the snickering behind my back um, in the malls, the shopping malls, the children running away and some children being afraid and some children laughing and the parents not even coming up and bringing the child to us and, you know, asking us, can you tell us, uh, introduce us to your child or, or any, tell us his name, you know, so that mm. at least you feel there's some sort sort of um, normality or what yeah. I don't know you know and not nothing um, like that and um, he was teased consistently at um, our flat where we lived he was even at school and he's had a very rocky start also at school because of the, the bullying and he himself then turned into a bully himself which lasted for a few months, thank goodness for that. And he's come to, to terms with accepting who he was and, and the, the person who he is. Mm. You know, he was born short. He was born with a big head. He was born with a, a fetish bump because their bumps tend to protrude because of the flattening of the spine at the bottom mm. um, of the, at the, the, um, the lower back. So, um, yeah, even even now, I I still see there's lots of people who are ignorant. Has it, become, either. has it become more difficult to deal with the older that Joshua's get, become? Because obviously, as a when he was younger, perhaps you were able to shield him somewhat. But obviously, his consciousness around around comments and etc. Must obviously have been awakened, and so I mean, how does he deal with it now? Is is Joshua able to live a relatively um, sort of peaceful life, you know, with his friends, or or are there things that he still struggles with? Yeah, no, he's we've come to accept, and it's much more easier to talk and um, to explain to people. And he's very confident, one thing, and he is a go getter, and um, he's accepted his condition. But there are times now, especially now with peer pressure, the jeans don't fit mm. and um, the shorts don't fit and the, the skinny jeans don't fit properly, you know. Yeah, yeah. That, so so it's still a challenge for him in that his appearance because he, um, I'll, um, okay, I'm going to say this, he tends to wear his shirt over his bum instead of tucking in the shirt. Mm, mm. You see what I mean? Mm. So there is still that um, consciousness of, of his body that it's not shaped as an average high child. And in terms otherwise, of... he's, otherwise he's, like, he's, he's got a good friend. Yeah. He's, he's living relatively 
a life, a full life, as we would say. In terms of uh, not to, I don't know if Joshua was listening and he's thinking, oh, mom, please don't talk about this. But in terms of, um, yeah. you know, he's now at the age where um, guys want to start heading out and, and seeing girls or guys or whoever it is that they may be into. Um, has, yeah. how, how is that? How's that been as a transition um, for, for Joshua? Well, he's um, a talker. Mm. Definitely a talker. He's, he's street smart as well. And he's got away with girls, I'm telling you. Oh. And even, yeah, and. Yeah, but he um, definitely won't mind you saying that. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. And yeah, he's just got this way with girls and he he's very confident yeah. in that. So it's, it's not a challenge for him. He actually likes, oops, I hope he doesn't hear me say this. He actually likes taller girls. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, so um, because there are, there are girls about his age also yes. in our support group and um, they are friends but not as he would um, he would, he said he would prefer a taller girl okay like okay that. each of their own Joshua you 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 go from what you whatever you want my love um so listen just let's let's talk a little bit more about the support group um what you say it was founded essentially to to sort of meet a meet a, a, a missing need um which was the lack of support here in Cape Town um, for, yes. for families and those um, who um, who have somebody or who are um, somebody with um, dwarfism. Uh, just yes. talk a little bit about, and I, and I also want to make, I also want to talk about um, the 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 language that we use as well, because I think so often uh, people can still be using these antiquated terms um, for yes. for people like Joshua. Just tell us what it's in your family and for you. What what terms are, are you, do you use and that do you find appropriate, and what do you not find appropriate for people to use? Thank you for asking that. In our community or little people community, it's it's polite to say little person instead of a midget. Okay. Because the, we, we find the word midget, although it comes on a long time, it's it's very offensive. Sure. So the word midget, the word tiki, that is out. Some call him shorty, which is, I, I think it's okay. Mm. But basically that's the word midget and um, tiki. Because we, we we were brought up with that. Okay, perception me. I, I always saw a short person or a little person in the circus. So that was the perception exactly. I had. Exactly, yes, yes. Yeah, so so in ours, that is a no-no. Okay. And also staring down at them and touching their head. Oof. Oh, my goodness. Sometimes you unconsciously you tap their head. And that is also out. It's, it's just, um, I, I, I see a lot of people do that, you know. mm, mm. And um, thank goodness we we haven't had dwarf tossing. Thank goodness for yes, that. Yes, yes. And um, but otherwise they they have this word big head, and um, that that also is for us offensive, or at least for me it's offensive. So the appropriate term that or that that you that you like to use is is um, little little people or little person. A little person, yeah. A little person, a little okay, person. Okay. or a person who wears dwarfism. Okay, a Not, person. Some people say a dwarf is all right. A dwarf is okay. But we we don't really want to label a person no, uh, because he looks different or yes. she looks different. You see? No, quite. I, I I completely understand. And thank you so much for for clearing that up. Uh, let's get back to the group. Um, tell us about some of the things that you do and how you support each other. Well, mainly it's either through WhatsApp or it's through we meet at the, the genetic clinic or the genetic clinic sister gives 
either my details or some other parent in the group's details. So it's mainly now for new moms who have the, uh, a baby born with achondroplasia. So just getting that new mom through the through the, the different emotions, emotional support, and also maybe tips on guidelines because we've now already been there. My Joshua is seven, 16, turning 17. So um, we can give practical advice and practical tips. And um, the, our main event is usually the Christmas party, the annual Christmas party, which we host for the children at um, the Red Cross because we don't have any um, facilities yet. But mainly it's, it's that support and that um, friendship sharing and also practical tips on how you can friend, house friendly your, your home or uh, to make it friendly for, for your, your child and also to check out you may know, maybe um, if the child has any ailments or if, the, if they notice anything different, they call us and then we can either say refer them to the doctor. So it's, it's basically that... Um, because our, most of our parents are working, and I'm also a working mom. So the the support group is run uh, purely part-time. Okay. How can people get in touch if they're listening in today and uh, and they think, oh, that, that really sounds like something that our family could, could, could do with and could get some support there? How would people get in touch with you? Well, they can either call me on my cell, and, um, or they can drop us a mail at littlepeopleofsouthafrica at gmail.com. Or they can drop us a message like you did at um, our, on our Facebook page. That's basically the only forms of communication that we have at the moment. Okay. And uh, I can give my cell number. Please. It, it's 084-294-0098. Wonderful stuff. Rochelle, thank you so much for speaking to us this evening. It really has been an absolute pleasure and, a, and, an, and an insight. Very informative. Um, and uh, and I'm sure that you've uh, there's a lot of people out there listening who who either are relating to what you're saying or, or who who will will be reaching out uh, after this interview. So once again, thanks, and, and of course, thank you to Joshua, who uh, I hope isn't too mortified by Mum being on the <laughs> on the radio. Um, <laughs> no, I but, don't, no, I don't. Think but after so. you said that he's got away with the girls, I'm sure he's yeah. he's probably going to try and put it on replay <laughs> across Cape Town. <laughs> Definitely.